has generated so many shows for us. We got like eight weeks of content. You gotta leave that last part in there, because that was amazing. He's left the whole thing in there. It's still recording. I, oh. I know. I turned it off and turned it back on, assuming at some point that I'll get to start the show. <laughs> uh, who knows? I guess we'll find out, won't we? It's like we're waiting on my internet again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Johnny. Pouring concrete. And Greg. <laughs> Hello. I should just say troll number one and troll number two. <laughs> Who's number one and two? Oh, I guess it really doesn't matter. Uh, matter I'm number two because I'm the shit. That's terrible. Please cut that. <laughs> it's <laughs> oof. That it's based one. on the order I introduce you into the show every week. Oh, so, so you're one there. You're one today. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you were one the last week. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we are going to go ahead and start off with our weekly segment of what are you watching and do you recommend it? <sighs> or yeah. reading or listening to or playing. <laughs> So, Gregory. Yes, sir. What you, what's keeping you entertained? Uh, well, just been playing Path of Exile still, and then I just got my Switch, so hopefully I'll find some games to play in that. Um, I only have, I want to say, like four or five Switch games. Uh, personal uh, kind of quick review of a couple of them. Um, I bought the Pokemon game, the Pokken Tournament game. Um. I found that really boring. Like, I, I really, I don't know why I expected something that was just going to, like, keep me enthralled like Pokemon Stadium did back in the early 2000s. And it just, it just did nothing for me. Um, however, what I will tell you, um, I really enjoy the Mario game that they Odyssey. released. Yeah, Odyssey. Odyssey is a lot of fun. And I'm not usually that big on the concept Mario games. I'm usually bigger on, like, the Super, the straight new super mario brothers games yeah uh but i really did enjoy um have enjoyed odyssey uh and zelda's decently fun although it's not quite as linear as what i would hope like there's just a whole lot of like text boxes telling you you need to go find something but without a whole lot of direction yeah uh so i will fully admit that i've definitely pulled up different fact sheets Um. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Johnny, what you what are you playing, watching, whatever? Uh, I'm watching a little bit of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I will say it's funnier than any of the other shows we're going to discuss for the rest of this episode. Fight me. Um, I love it, man. I I don't know if anyone's. I don't want to give spoilers. Does it matter? Does it really matter if I give spoilers? Uh, no. You well, why don't you give kind of the the synopsis of the show? It's a department of the NYPD. It's the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, Terry Crews, Andy Samberg, who's a terrible actor. Um, I just, it makes me laugh. It's, it's not my favorite show that's out there, but it does a pretty good job keeping me entertained. Um, and Andy Samberg has the most punchable face in TV. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. It is. It is. It's actually. I was surprised with how much I laughed once I started watching it last year. Uh, yeah, man. It's 
it's one of those shows you have to watch it to really get it and you start realizing how many times that show has made a culturally significant reference when you see people use the gifs all the time on twitter so i mean yeah it's if you want something to laugh at there's not a whole lot going on live tv right now unless you're into the mask singer in which case i question your life choices um outside of that yeah man brooklyn 99 it was uh just a random pickup, start watch sort of situation, but they actually uh, they do a pretty good job. The writing's been solid, and they had that big faux pas where like they wanted to cut the series from TV, and then somebody else picked it up, and it was I was surprised that they got not canceled, but they were going to pull it from the lineup. Well, no, they were they were canceled. It was canceled. Oh, on were Fox. they actually? Okay, yeah, it was canceled on Fox, and then it got picked up by NBC. Oh, what a shock! <laughs> Mentioning that things getting canceled, do you see that uh, Reno Nine One One is coming back on Quibi? Yeah, a new season. Oh but my god! <laughs> There's too many of these things, man. Well, the, all the reasons, like I really like Reno Nine One One. I like the skits; they're just hilarious. Yeah, I do too. But it's Quibi. I know. <laughs> I get I get a free with my mobile service, so. Who's your mobile service? T-Mobile. Oh. Once I figure I... out how to get it, I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know. I I just, I can't bring myself. I can't bring myself to buy another service. I think you could. I just think content matters. Well, no, you're right, because I'm already considering HBO Max at the end of this month. Right. What's the difference between HBO Max and HBO Go? If you already have HBO Go, you'll get HBO Max, is my understanding. Okay. But HBO HBO Max is just, it's all the HBO stuff, plus all the NBC Universal stuff, plus, I guess, most of the DC stuff. Um. I, I don't know. That's that's the part that's really going to either keep me or keep me away from it. Like, I've already got the DC Universe streaming service. I'm paying $8 a month for that. My understanding is that most of, the, most of that or all of that is going to be rolled into HBO Max. If they roll all of that into HBO Max, including the comic book subscription, yeah, that's fine. I'll happily go get HBO Max. Um, but if they... Say, oh, yeah, we're only going to bring over like three of the shows and they're going to be timed and all this other shit. And they keep the comics off. I'll probably just hang on to DC Universe for right now and ignore HBO Max. Um, Speaking of streaming services, the NBC Universal service. Yeah, Peacock. I I totally just said NBC Universal was part of HBO Max. It's not. Uh, the but the NBC Universal service Peacock starts in July, and I'm actually pretty excited for that. That name, though. Yeah, no, it's a terrible goddamn name. I, I it reminds me of how Microsoft and Sony fell in love with PlayStation and Xbox to name everything. Yeah, and so they were just like, "This is Xbox Music. This is PlayStation TV." Like someone at NBC fell in love with the name Peacock (laughs) and they were just like, we're calling it Peacock. And you know, everyone else was just like, that's a terrible idea. Peacock captain, you gotta let me fly. 
right? Yeah, and that's <laughs> and, and they probably looked at him. They were like, "I was a peacock captain. You got to let me fly." And they were like, "That doesn't make any sense. We didn't even make the other guys. That was Sony." I would use that line every single time I went to turn it on, and it would drive Ashley nuts. What do you want to do tonight? I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. <laughs> and then if you hear Johnny gets you know gets hit in the head, comes with a black eye or something, like well, he probably deserved it. I'll just give him that. Johnny comes back with a black eye, he probably deserves it. I have earned every bruise I have ever gotten in my life, and that ain't gonna stop just as soon as I get married. Right. <laughs> that sounded overtly sexual. I apologize. I wish I could take that back. Don't take it back. It's out there in the wild now. <laughs> That's all right. This isn't going to air for two weeks, so I got some time to like build up the immunity for when Ashley finally listens to this episode. <laughs> you say that until Richard sends it to her directly. Yeah. Here's a sneak preview. No, we, we need every download we can get. We need we her to message. download it from the official... So, um, <laughs> about this week's episode, I'm just going to message Richard right away and be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. What a week. It's finally warmed up. I don't know how you guys have been doing, but it's nice to finally go outside and not feel like I need 10 minutes to let the sun just kind of like defrost like I would a windshield in February. But it's we're, we're finally touching into the 70s a little bit. Um, I need it. I need like 80s. I'm going to be honest with you. I know both of you probably disagree wholeheartedly. But I need like eighty to ninety-five to be. Uh, no, I. <laughs> we'll take eighty to ninety-five in the West, not in Cincinnati. How about that? Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, though, in I, seventy-five to eighty-five is kind of my my perfect spot. <laughs> Apparently, a ghost is attacking me, <laughs> and it's causing Johnny to lose it. I'm just gonna mute myself because I'm about to start coughing. Okay, we're we're gonna do a quick. Uh, what are you watching, and do you recommend it? With my daughter Julie. Come on, kiddo. I'm sorry. Come on, ghost. Come over here and and tell the microphone what you're watching and if you recommend it. Trolls. Trolls two. Trolls two and and. Trolls one and eight commercial trolls. It's not really a commercial. It's you mean the cartoon? Cartoon on Netflix. Yeah. Well, so do you like Trolls one? Mm-hmm. You like Trolls two? Mm-hmm. Which one's better? Both. Both are bad. Now she doesn't have headphones on. She couldn't hear Johnny say that. <laughs> that was totally unprompted, by the way. I heard that. Uh, so you think Trolls 2 is worth $20? 100. It's worth $100. Daddy's <laughs> money. That film is priceless. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kiddo. Nice job. That, and that was for Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Richard, that was super awkward. Uh, so, uh, under what ha- I've been watching, I have been watching what we do in the shadows on FX, nice. uh, season Don't two just about- started. Don't talk about Tiger King. I'm not going to talk about Tiger King. We already talked about that. 
I'm uh, still not allowed to see it. No, you're definitely not allowed to watch that. Thank goodness. Her intervention. I'm going to go back and get the ghost. Okay. Goodbye, ghosty. (laughs) So, anyway. Um... What we do in the shadows is the FX spinoff of the movie. What we do in the shadows, it is a, it is a documentary about vampires, <laughs> and, um, it's a comedy. I, I, you, you've probably never heard of anyone who's in it, but it is uh, directly produced by uh, Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords and Thor fame. Um, it is a high recommend. The first season of it, um, has got just some absolutely groundbreaking stuff, including, uh, my favorite episode, which involves a council of vampires, which I don't <laughs> think, have you gotten to that yet? That's what I watched last night. Uh, and the council of vampires brings in the original vampires from the, what we do in the shadow movie. Uh, as well as like every famous vampire you can think of, including Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Blade? Yeah. Literally, um, yeah, which was amazing. But uh, it's 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 a high recommend for me. It's it's a lot of very dry humor. Even even my missus liked it. Um and the second season just kind of picks up from there. It's very uh, much in the vein of like British humor, which isn't surprising because most of the time you see places like New Zealand and stuff get a BBC, etc. So a lot of the programming, the humor style is very similar, which I'm biased. And that kind of played in, I know we discussed like best overall entertainer. I just, I'm not into like the Kevin Hart stuff any longer. Like I just feel like it's been overdone. Everyone's just trying to one up each other. Like how offensive can I get? It's it's not creative, man. I my opinion, it's not creative. I don't get a kick out of it. So I've really enjoyed watching what we do in the shadows. The series has been awesome. I watched the movie a couple weeks ago just on a whim because I'd never seen it. I've been enjoying the series, so it's actually a great recommendation, especially if anyone's looking to fill their time outside of my terrible recommendation of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I tell you, uh, one show that I did try to watch. It's another Brit- bring up British shows. Uh, it was on Amazon called Fleabag. Yeah, mm. that's not my thing. It's not my thing either. So I started. I tried to watch the first episode because I watched the uh, the British awards, the British um, actor awards, and um, it was it had some really funny stuff in it. It just I couldn't relate to it, so it, didn't, it was one of the shows I just didn't watch. But it was see, supposedly pretty funny. People love it. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's the um, Phoebe Waller Bridge Show. Yeah. Um, and and same. I've I've heard very very good things about it, but it's just not my thing. Um, which is fine because you know Phoebe Waller Bridge has gotten a lot of play from that show, though. Um, and that she was in let's. Uh, Solo. She, yeah, she was in Solo, a Star Wars story. She was L337. Mm-hmm. And I believe that based off of that, she ended up getting... Yeah, she ended up writing part of the screenplay for No Time to Die. <laughs> the next uh, Bond movie. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's, whereas the show may not be my thing, um, I do find it pretty cool that, um, it's led to some stuff that I have really enjoyed and hopefully will really enjoy. Um, that being said, God, it's, it's so damn British. That show's been on since 2016 and has made 12 episodes. Yep. So it's Luther. Yeah, it's it, it's just one of those things where, like, uh, you know, you're talking about Brooklyn Nine Nine, and we're getting ready to talk about Parks and Recreation. Um, M- Michael Schur is the creator of both those shows, um, and he has done just a lot of stuff. But one of the other shows he did is um, The Good Place. They they make a joke during The Good Place about a long running British show, and they're like, "It's been on so long; they've made 19 episodes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just uh, i don't know it was uh i might check into that greg that's that's kind of a deep dive a little bit for me um, yeah but once i get through everything else um we are going to be starting clone wars here shortly as well Actually, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be one or two seasons in because that's another one where it's ungodly amounts of episodes per season. But um, I'll check into that. Okay, so we have a few topics to discuss. Um, Topic number one. Uh, And these are topics that we've sourced from people on the Internet. And a couple uh, cases here. Uh, so we have talked about um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mentioned we're going to talk about Parks and Rec. Uh, we had a user ask us for community versus the office versus Parks and Recreation. Oh, God. And what is kind of interesting about this is um, these shows were all in one lineup back in the day on NBC. Mm-hmm. And aside from the office, they all struggled to get any sort of following well on the network. Um, It was, it was community. I'm sorry. It was the office, then community, then parks and rec, then, um, uh, Oh God, what's the name of the show with Tracy Morgan and Tina Fey? Um, Oh God. Uh, 30 rock, 30 rock. Right. So NBC had this like, Thursday night lineup that was these critically acclaimed shows that basically no one watched. And they all ended up getting uh, pretty decent runs out of it, you know, give or take five or six seasons. Um, but they all seemed like they were consistently on the bubble for cancellation, like the entire time they were on the air. Um, and they've, aside from 30 Rock, they've all really picked up a second life on streaming services. The office literally was commanding hundred million dollar rights fees. Um, Parks and rec has picked up a lot from streaming uh, and community recently hit Netflix and is now a top five show on Netflix. Um, How many of these shows have you guys watched? One. (laughs) <laughs> i watched uh basically the office and a little bit of parks and rec like some of the some of the like highlights from the episodes but not okay. really whole episodes 
And I think it's kind of interesting because I think community parks and rec in the office all kind of suffered from the same thing and that their first seasons were meandering at times and they didn't pick up until later on. I, I think that hurt um, community and parks and rec more than it hurt the office. Uh, Cause the office really hit cultural phenomenon during its second season and the other two didn't while they were on the air. Um, I've watched all three. If I'm being honest, I do think the office is the best show of the three. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would probably unpopular opinion this and say that I prefer community over parks and rec. Um, and I think a big part of the reason for that is, um, I think community got a longer uninterrupted period with their best cast members. Right. Uh, they ended up going through four full seasons with the original cast, whereas Parks and Rec lost somebody by the end of the second season, I think. And I think that they lost more people during their third season, if I remember correctly. Um, but overall, I, I, I do really enjoy all three shows. Um, since you two haven't watched Community or Parks and Rec, this is just me meandering at this point. <laughs> but I, I will say with that, what I do find really interesting is um, I mentioned the writer, Michael Schur, who played Moe's Schrute on The Office. Uh, he is the creator of Parks and Recreation. He's the creator of The Good Place. He's the creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He wrote a bunch of stuff for The Office. Um, honestly, it's kind of astounding how much stuff this guy's done. And I feel like for the most part, he's still at best barely known. Um. That being said, did anyone happen to catch the Parks and Recreation special they made this week? No. Nope. Um, apparently, somewhere along the way during the whole quarantine thing, um, they got the idea that they wanted to do a Parks and Recreation special. Uh, so I believe it was Michael Schur sent out an email to the cast and just basically said, would anyone be interested in doing a special for NBC? Uh, and he just kind of sent it out, hoping that he would get some responses. And within 45 minutes, the entire cast had agreed to come back and do a special. <laughs> nice. Um, so they went and shot. Um, I don't know any other way to put it, but basically a Zoom special for it. Um, but it didn't feel like that. It actually felt like they were directly like working inside the confines of the show again. Like so much of the stuff that you see now, like I don't know if you've watched any of the quarantine Saturday Night Lives, but they all feel like quarantine Saturday Night Lives. Um, this felt like an episode of Parks and Recreation. Uh, and what's really neat is they did it uh, to the benefit of Feeding America. So they ran a few Feeding America prompts throughout it. Um. But not only did they bring back the entire cast, but they also brought back a bunch of the ancillary characters too. So they brought in uh, Paul Rudd as Bobby Newport. He's how they opened the show. Um, but yeah, it was it, it's really interesting, really nice. I thought they did a really nice job with it. And since I'm basically just talking to myself since no one else watched it, I'm going to go ahead and move on. 
to a different topic. Someone, can we buzz Greg to wake him up? Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Gregory. Wow. You're a Chelsea fan. Yep. Johnny, you're a fan of a lot of different teams. Not really. Eh, you're a fan of the Packers. You're a fan of the oh. Reds, the White Sox, the Blackhawks, uh, the London Knights. Tread carefully. If your favorite player <laughs> got traded or left and went to your most hated team, mm-hmm. would you still root for your favorite player? So let, let, let's start off with Greg, because I can already see the dread building in Johnny. And if we just let it play out a little while longer, he'll be full on. <laughs> oh, this is quick. <laughs> So, Greg, if um, who, who's your favorite player currently on uh, on Chelsea? Is it is it still Hazard, or did he move on? He moved on. Um, I, that's one thing with soccer. I don't really have like a true favorite player anymore because I root for the team, not the players anymore. Um, like my favorite player when I still had one was Willian, which he's getting ready to move on. So, to a rival. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and that's I think that's kind of interesting with soccer is I feel like for the most part, aside from like, you know, Messi and he's with Real Madrid, right? No, Messi's with Barcelona. Oh, sorry. Ronaldo is with Juventus. He's with Juventus now. Oh, okay. I was going to say aside from a couple of the big ones, but nope, they all pretty much just move on somewhere else. Yeah, soccer, they don't really do... Like, oh, do this. I'm just going to pick one person and be, you follow that person. It's not like, but soccer, they don't get, people don't get, start. they don't start hating a player because he went somewhere else. Well, no, because it's kind of the expectation in soccer. Yeah. Uh, So, Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... We have a uh, future Viking Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> I told you this is off. This this is the, that conversation's off the table. Okay. You're gonna have to give me a different example. Actually, I can give you okay. an example. Future Bear Aaron Rodgers. At least, <laughs> at least that the touchdowns that the Bears are giving us would be on their team. Um, I like. I, I think the original question is like, when is it okay to ever change teams? And then we kind of turned it into like, if your favorite player left your favorite team, would you still cheer for that player? I mean, I've got a pretty specific example where Robert Thomas was a kid that played for the Knights, got traded to Hamilton at the time I was living in Hamilton. So that was awesome. I got to see them win the, what's essentially the junior national title. They won like our division. And then oddly enough, he got trapped to the St. Louis blues, which is literally the team I hate the most in hockey, but I'll tell people this all the time. I, I will always cheer for Robert Thomas just because of what he meant to like my city and the teams that I've cheered for. I wish nothing but success to the guy. It doesn't mean I'm cheering for the team, but at the same time, like it's, it's such a silly situation to me that people are like, Oh, you can't just switch teams. Well, you pay my bills and I'll let you dictate how I decide to be a fan. 
And that's pretty much always been my stance. It's, it's one of those things, man, that the business side of sports has become so much more prevalent than this quote unquote loyalty to just a single franchise. Don't get me wrong. Like I love the White Sox and we go to Cubs games and I still enjoy it because it's still baseball. And I just heard Richard's skin crawl, but it's like, there's so many things that we have to take seriously that we have to invest like all this angst and emotion and everything else into man. Like it's just, it's, it's misplaced animosity in my mind. I just, I, I don't see the point in it. And I think it's just kind of silly to do that. But if that's how you identify and that's how you, you know, that's how you define yourself is by your like hardcore legitimate fandom, then more power to you, man. Like that's, that's just the way that you do it. I'm, I think fandom has become so fluid in the last, you know, 15 years, 20 years, 25, frig, we're old, probably last 30 years with free agency and everything along those lines. I don't know. It's just too hard, man. Like Greg and I were having the conversation about like, do you get a player and put their name on a Jersey knowing that a random conversation or a random occurrence literally a week later means that team no longer has that player. You just, I, I think I worry about more like on the national scale. So I'd be more likely to get a player for like team Canada for hockey, which is funny because <laughs> I'm probably more likely to get a U.S. player on a Jersey now. Um, I just, I don't get wound up in it, man. I it's, there's too much fluidity to the business side of sports for me to worry about not cheering for a guy. And I think for you guys, prime example, uh, Andy Dalton, that like, I, you got to be able to separate the person from the athlete, but then you have to be able to separate the business from the sport. And so I, for me, I just support the guys that I know are good people. And that is I, Richard, you know, for a fact, that's always been my thing. Yeah. If he's not a, if I don't even say he, I'm sorry, it's, I shouldn't engender this either. If it is not a good person, regardless of what the accomplishments are, I don't care. I, for me, there are varying levels of that. Like, there are certain guys that you hear about and you hear like, oh, you know, oh, that or certain people, I should say. Uh, certain people you hear about and you hear like, oh, that person's an asshole. And you're like, oh, well, why is that person an asshole? Like, oh, uh, I met them after a game and they wouldn't sign an autograph. That's a bad reason. Doesn't doesn't bother me. Yeah. Doesn't bother me in the least. That's well, and, and then then you have the people who you know, like you said, like I, I would find it personally hard to root for. But there there are there are levels of there are levels of guys and gals that you hear about, and it's just like I I can't abide by what I've heard about that person, and therefore I just can't root for them. Mm-hmm. And then there are guys, like you said, like Andy Dalton, who, you know, knew he was on his way out of town and still donated $150,000 to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Yeah. Well, and there's, there is guys like that all over the place. I mean, Tim Anderson is a prime example where people hate the attitude that he has on the field of play. But then what he does for the community and the way that he builds organizations up and helps and contributes and all that, like there's no shortage of guys that are amazing at what they do, that are great people that are contributing to society beyond the field of play. 
Yep. And I wish that those individuals, and I keep saying, guys, I'm not good at this right now. Those individuals deserve the coverage and the media. The issue is that a lot of them don't want it. And that's not an issue. That's their choice. But they're doing it selflessly. They don't need the coverage. And I think the biggest issue, again, is the way that the, the media, the way that they portray them, regardless of what they do on the field. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. It's there's there are a lot of people who are very quiet about what they do with their uh, with their time and with their free time and their funds and I don't know. I, just, I, I we, we we should uphold the people that are better examples of being a good human being instead of just the people that are the best at what they do. I just and that's why I would be a terrible GM. I my team would yeah. probably be awful, and that's fine. I don't envy the people in those positions, but I think if we were to reprioritize good people over good athletes, you would see a swing where it wouldn't be as hard to put a good team together. You know what I mean? Like it would there would be a shift. It wouldn't be like an overnight process. But I think if we were to expect more from the people that we turn into hero what's that line never meet your heroes sort of thing i mean that's that's totally true but like look at everything that's going on in hollywood and stuff and meanwhile henry cavill who's probably one of my favorite actors is probably one of the coolest people away from what he does for a living that dude's at home right now painting warhammer figures yeah (laughs) like superman and Geralt. (laughs) that dude that big ass dude who probably spends four hours a day in the gym is painting 40k figures and he also does a crap load of good for the community look at what ryan reynolds is doing right now for organizations in canada to help out with like ppe actually you guys might not know that (laughs) no i i do i've I've seen his post i actually i made a donation to one of the places off of his uh instagram It's, it's not hard. It's just we're not willing to actually like try to find out who those individuals are because it's easier to just sit back and criticize the ones that are getting the negative coverage. But I mean, it's, you know, let's, can we focus on cheering for the person and being a fan of the team? Does that make sense? That's what I'm going to leave off with. Yeah. No, Cheer and- the team, be a fan. No, oh, I don't know. I already screwed it up, but you know what I'm saying? And just to be completely honest, um, that's kind of largely how I've always felt. Um, I mean, the Reds in the late 90s, early 2000s were basically a farm team for better teams. You know, they would they'd get a player, the player would be good or the player would finally get good. And then come time for the uh, trade deadline, we trade them away. Mm-hmm. And it was like that virtually every year. And we would get back prospects that never panned out. Yeah, but then you get an awesome guy like Amir Gear. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about the late 90s, early 2000s Reds, mm. who seemingly every year were getting these big prospects that <laughs> never did shit. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you, you'd you'd have a player who you'd be like, oh, it's my favorite player. And they'd be your favorite player for a year, year and a half. And then they'd be on some team that you really hated. And honestly, in the end, that's kind of the way that I generally looked at it was, this is still a great player. I'm still a fan of them as a player. 
I still hope they do well. I'd like the rest of their team to fall into an open pit, but I hope that they do well. Yeah. If there's a way for them to win the World Series, but the other 24 guys on the roster to win dick, I would be really happy. Like Brandon Phillips. Right. (laughs) Don't get me wound up on that again, but... It's not hard to find the information, man. There's a reason that the Reds got him for literally no return at all to Cleveland. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're all in agreement on that kind of thing. I mean, it's, again, sports has changed so much and it's become so much more a business than it has a what it was traditionally. And I think just exposure and access has changed a lot of things. There's probably a lot of guys in multiple hall of fames and a lot of athletes across the Olympic spectrum that if there had been social media and this access to information, you know, 30, 40 years ago, there's probably a lot fewer people that we uphold as being, you know, the pinnacle of their sport. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, what else uh, do we have to cover? Local spotlight. Mm. Uh, this is a restaurant that is local to us that I would like to touch on. Uh, that you know, if you happen to be in the area and you want to check out, I highly recommend. Uh, I don't know if Greg has had this one or not. It is they got a couple locations. It is Mad Mike's Burgers and Fries. Yeah, I've had that before. Um. Mad Mike's is, is I, I, the one I generally go to is on the west side of Hamilton, uh, but they've got one in Florence, Cheviot, uh, and Newport. Nice. And it is ridiculously good. Um, Mad Mike's does a lot of really interesting stuff with their burgers, um, and they're very inexpensive. Like most of the burgers on their menu are between five and six dollars. Um, but couple big recommendations, the Hawaii five O has caramelized crushed pineapple on it, barbecue sauce and bacon, uh, and the pride of Zeus, which also has gyro meat, feta cheese and ziki sauce on it. Uh, those are two that I will absolutely just destroy. Uh, but one of the things I really like about the place is they have a whole bunch of different options and almost all of their burger options are also available in chicken. So you can go and be like, yeah, I want a Hawaii five Oh, but I want it made with chicken. Uh, and then they also have a whole separate chicken menu as well, which includes, uh, here's one for you, Johnny, the Italian stallion, which has chicken, pepperoni, salami, grilled onions, banana peppers, pepper jack cheese, and marinara sauce on it. It's really funny you say all that because, like, I haven't had cured meats in, like, three months. (laughs) (laughs) So everything sounds great except for everything you let off with. It, it, oh God, it's like when you guys at McDonald's, they did the the worldwide specialty sandwiches, and for some reason, ours was, like, a knockoff chicken parm. Yeah. I know. I brother, I called you about it. I was just like, what the fuck? I, 
thanks for using it. Thanks for using my one. I was gearing up for it to use with the pun, and you just spoiled it. Now you're not getting a pun. Greg, you blame <laughs> Richard. You're not getting your favorite part of the show. Yep. Um, thanks, Richard. <laughs> thanks a lot, asshole. Um, it's one of those things that, all right, maybe next time I uh, make my way down there, we'll uh, check into that burger place because you know I do love burgers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's a place in Chicago as well that we want to go to where they do like a lot of death metal, hard music, and everything called Kumas. Huge fan of their burgers. So, this is the burger episode. We did cheese like a month ago. If y'all want burgers in Cincinnati or Chicago, let us know. We will direct you to the appropriate venue. Anything else okay. for the week? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we're making this the burger episode, yeah. What's your what's your number one burger topping? Oh, no, bacon, and, and I'm taking cheese out of the equation. Bacon, go. Ah, uh, yeah, man. What what kind of what kind of burger? Like, what kind of meat are we talking? You gotta. You can't just give me that because it changes burger to burger. What's the matter with you? Whatever it's whatever you want it to be. Like, if uh, if if I told you you can go to any burger place right now and get any burger you want. I'll tell you right now for me, fried egg. Bacon. You need Jesus. Oh, fried eggs are so good on burgers. Not without bacon, it isn't. Next. Um <laughs> man. Like a oh like a battered like onion or mushroom. Yeah. Give me one of those. Give me like an onion ring or like deep fried mushrooms. Cause then I can just build up, man. I need that crunch. I need, I need, I need something that changes the texture. Consi- like the consistency of that. Cause everything else is just mush. That's why like fresh onions and stuff are really good. That's why pickles are good on burgers too. Cause it gives you like that texture differentiation. I need that. I need something crunchy on there. And a lot of the times, Greg, you mentioned bacon. They don't cook it to the point that it's crunchy. It's still like that chewiness. Hate that. They lose yeah. me on it. They lose me on it. Good so place I, to I, do. I, I do appreciate I need the crunch. So I'm going to go with anything that's been fried, not the egg. I hate eggs. I hate the way they smell, the way they taste, the way they cook, the way they look, the way they sound when they cook. They are the perfect protein. I will give them that. I do consume them on a regular basis. I hate eggs. So, eggs and ketchup. Right. right there. Right there. Which one is your right hand? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, ah, yeah, so that, if you were clever, you'd know the ring is on my left. I know. That's why I said your right hand. Because I was looking at that. The right hand I, of yeah. God is eggs, and they're awful. <laughs> so, uh, to touch on that, I don't know how or why, but the uh, Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, they use, like, the thinnest, crispiest bacon on. It's probably the cheapest, Richard. And it's and it's not even the same stuff they use on like the baconators. So when you order like a junior bacon cheeseburger, you get this really thin, crispy bacon, and it is goddamn amazing. Yeah. It is it is by far my favorite bacon that you'll get from any fast food joint because it's not that like soggy, chewy, nasty bacon. Uh mm-hmm. well, when we were in Vegas several years ago for our friend's bachelor party, um 
we went to uh what was that the paris resort paris that, yeah. that the had the uh the breakfast and it was some expensive ass breakfast buffet but in, at that expensive ass breakfast buffet they had bacon where they would slice it off of this gigantic thing and then cook it for you and it was everyone else loved it and i was like this is the most disgusting thing i've ever ate because it wasn't crispy at all and i was just like where's the crispy bacon <laughs> yeah i know that's the gourmet stuff give me the really thin crispy stuff yeah i actually uh just in our chat here and we'll post everything else i i sent you guys the menu for kumas and i'm telling you right now in october for the wedding if you guys are there for the weekend we will try to arrange a stop or we'll just wait for the bachelor and that'll be part of our journey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sending you the, uh, a link to Mad Mike's so you can look at it. Uh, I will post both of those on our social media as well, just to get some attention to a couple of our favorite places to get food. Speaking of food, I haven't eaten yet today. Y'all are killing me because all we've been talking about is everything I want to get that I can't get. So thanks for that. I hate you. Richard, what else we got? That is pretty much it, I believe. Good job. So, that was that was that was yeah. a good response. Way to way to get some dead air. Um, nice. <laughs> Appreciate everybody taking a listen. If you have any questions or if you have any suggestions for what you'd like us to cover on a show, reach out to us because we forgot to tell you guys last week. How did they get a hold of each one of us on social media? Oh, good question. Uh, at Richard versus at Whoa Gregory. And I am, as always, at Johnny Rudo because I am a giant mark for all things Lucha Wrestling. Good Lucha things. That's a terrible line and reference, but it still makes me laugh. Richard, send him home. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>